Hi, this is Larson Hicks, and welcome to my podcast, where I rant and rave about whatever it is I'm currently thinking about, and also occasionally bring in much smarter guests for longer conversations about topics they're passionate about. Thanks for joining me. Let's get into it. Hello, YouTube and podcast. It's good to have you here. It's uh, me, Larson Hicks, and I am coming to you here in uh, June of 2022. It's good to have you joining us on the show. So today I am going to talk about why I believe young men need to get married early uh, and need to get married uh, even as early as uh, college. So should men get married in college? Larson's answer, yes, they should. Uh, And I'll dive into it. So why do I believe this is the case? Well, I mean, there's a lot of... To start with, I would just say, how many of your arguments for why you shouldn't uh, do this are biblical? You know, So, so let's just start there. Like biblically speaking... Uh, the Proverbs say, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Um, and it talks about how house and wealth are inherited from fathers, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. So when, when, a, when a man finds a wife, scripture says he's found a good thing and it's a blessing and God loves him. Um, so, um, so I don't, I don't see, uh, I don't see a, a lot of, uh, Obviously, that doesn't say that finding a wife early is bad, finding a wife uh, young is bad, um, or finding a wife when you're old is bad. It's it's kind of neutral on the age thing. But but I would say if you have a uh, if the Lord has brought you a woman that you would like to marry and that she would like to marry you, and there is not a good reason not to get married, then you should marry that woman. God is trying to bless you, and you should accept that blessing. Um, so. One of the things I'll, I'll um, a, a resource I'd love to point you to, and I'll put a link to it in the description, but Doug Wilson wrote a great article a number of years ago called Seven Reasons Young Men Should Marry Before Their 23rd Birthday, and uh, it was fantastic, and I've sent that to countless young men, um, and I encourage you to go give it a read if you haven't. I'm going to cover a lot of the same material, because I think um, he, he hits a lot of the, the high points. I would say just looking at nature, you know, how did God design us? Um, well, um, young men uh, peak in their um, in in testosterone um, in their teenage years, in their early twenties, late teens, and so um, it seems that God has designed uh, young men to want to be married and to want to have an, a a sexual, a healthy, uh, biblical. Um, sexual outlet at that age. Um, I love that 1662 Anglican wedding uh, ceremony um, um, uh, wording. I was at a wedding recently that used these um, these uh, these words from the Anglican wedding ceremony. I'm going to read through them because I think it's phenomenal. It says, um, first, it's talking about wedding, first uh, marriage, it was ordained for the procreation of children to be brought up in the fear and, and nurture of the Lord and to the praise of his holy name. So that's the first purpose of, of, of marriage. Secondly, it was ordained for a remedy against sin and to avoid fornication that such person, persons as have not the gift of, of continency might marry and keep themselves undefiled members of Christ's body. So that's the second reason for uh, marriage. And thirdly, it was ordained for the mutual society, help, comfort, 
that one ought to have to the other, both in prosperity and, and adversity, into which holy estate these two persons present come now to be joined. So beautiful words. Uh, you don't get to hear uh, the word fornication in very many uh, wedding ceremonies these days. Um, but it's a, but it's it's true. And I think this is this is part of our problem with marriage is that um, we've forgotten the purpose of marriage. Um, God saw Adam in the garden. Uh, we don't know how many you know how much time passed between God putting Adam in the garden and God deciding that he was not good. But but it seems. Uh, you know, at least from the from the um, order of the scripture, it's it's not like a, you know, Adam carries on a long life, uh, long fulfilled life before Eve, and then God goes, you know what? I've decided after after a long life without uh, Eve that maybe you need a wife. It seems like it's pretty pretty quick. Um, I think Adam recognized that recognizes that himself. Um, as well, but 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 so I think the first thing to, to to point out is just that that there is a purpose for marriage, and and I think we need to ask ourselves before we start telling our kids, you can't get married young. I don't want you to get married young. We need to ask ourselves, well, what is the purpose of marriage? Why does God give uh, a man a wife? What's the point of that? Um, and I think if you start answering that, I think you're going to come up with a similar list here to what the Anglicans have been saying since the 1600s. Um, and, um, and I think society has said since, uh, since time immemorial that, that, um, marriage is for, um, for bringing up children. It's for, um, protection against, um, sin and, uh, and it's for mutual help and society, uh, and comfort. And so, um, so why why does a young man in college not need those things, and and I would say not not need them especially um, at that time. Um, the uh, the crazy thing uh, is that so we talked about men their testosterone peaking at at, at that at those age those ages women um, their fertility peaks um, in their late teens early twenties right so. So unlike a, a woman, a man can continue to be fertile uh, into his old age, but women actually can't. Um, women, um, there is a there is a steep drop um, in mid thirties um, for women in their fertility. There's a lot of people, a lot of women that, that bear children after that, obviously. But um, but there is a hard um, there's a hard deadline. Um, there's a hard end date for for a fertility for women, um, if you're not using um, um, the aid of of in vitro and, and all kinds of crazy scientific stuff that, that frankly um, depressingly doesn't doesn't really work. There's a there's a um, there was a, a gal on the cover of People magazine, I want to say in the '90s, early '90s, and it and it's and the gal um, was a career woman. And it said she was the um, she was the picture of the modern woman, and she had had a bunch of her eggs frozen, so she could she could she could put that on ice, literally uh, put you know raising ch- children, having having a family on ice while she pursues her career and it was hailing her uh this is this is back in the 90s hailing her as the picture of the modern successful uh woman and it's crazy to think how many women saw that and were inspired to follow 
Um, there was a follow-up uh, on this lady um, I just saw this year, the same woman, and it turns out um, uh, the many of the eggs uh, died. Um, uh, the, they tried. Um, it basically, all, none of the eggs were viable. If, if I remember the story correctly, none of the eggs were viable when she came 10 years later or whenever it was to, to actually go try to have a family now. Uh, it turns out it didn't work. Um, and so we try to play God, and that's, I think, one of the big problems with the way we think about marriage. We think about marriage and children as I get to play God. We've imbibed so much of the modern um, sexual revolution uh, feminist mindset that we don't even notice it. Um, this idea that, well, I'm in control. I, I plan out every aspect of my life, and, and, and I get to pick uh, the number of kids, um, and the timing of the kids and everything else. And I think, um, I think it's, uh, like there's a lack of faith, uh, there. I think there's a, and there's a real temptation, I think, to, um, to find yourself in a ditch. I don't think that people who have, uh, one or two kids are wildly more happy, uh, or successful than people who have a lot more than that. Um, but I, I digress because I'm not talking about the number of kids right now. I'm just talking about having kids. So so you so uh, men are at their peak um, in their teens, twenty early twenties. Women are also at their peak fertility, uh, teens, twenties. So just naturally, it seems like God's designed this in this way. The crazy thing, I looked at the stats before I got on. I think it was the knot dot com. Um, the in 2021, the average age of first marriage for women, and actually I should back up because I, I know that I, I saw these stats um, on um, on uh, Doug's blog. He quoted he had quoted some of the stats on um, I'm pulling it up real quick on uh, on the average age of, of marriage for people. So this is what he put in there. This is from the Atlantic. He said that the um, in 1960, the average was 20 for women and 22 for men. So in, in 1960, um, men were getting a, married at the age of 22 and women were getting married at the age of 20. Okay. So fast forward to 2021 and the stat that I was able to pull from the knot, the knot.com is the average age for women now is 33 and the average age for men is 35. So that's a full uh, 13 years later for women um, from 20 and a full uh, 13 years later for men. So um, in, in 40 years, we've moved. And it's crazy because there, there is actually, I mean, I, I am coming back to the fertility question, but, but, but we are seeing, uh, I mean, I saw an interview with Elon Musk recently where he was asked, what's the biggest technological or what's the biggest problem in the world today that, that keeps you up at night that you feel like you don't know how to it's impossible to solve and he said this he said population a uh, population decline is a is a disaster that we're that's coming um and it's it's hit um i think i saw in uh, japan uh recently their population dropped from like dropped like from 12 million it dropped like six hundred thousand in in one year or something it was or since the last census maybe it's 10 years but regardless it's a huge huge drop um we uh we we've imbibed in this crazy um worldview that 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 the world's overpopulated it's not 
and uh, and and the the fallacy is that people are just consumers; they're not; they're producers. Um, and so all of the stuff we have, all of the resources we have, all of the uh, infrastructure we have, um, is was created and is maintained by people. And so we we don't a world with fewer people means a world where we can't um, take care of ourselves. It's just basic math. Um, it's basic, you know, just just run this thing out. So how do you how do you uh, maintain? Um, the standard of living and the access to things uh, that we have from a plumber to, uh, to uh, you know, ha- having um, the ability to ship, you know, products across the country, across the world. That just doesn't exist um, if in a world that's underpopulated. Um, so I think that's, that's a, it's, it's crazy to think that people aren't getting married until basically the very tail end of a woman's fertility at the very very end you might you, you know that that's the average age now 33 and um and so we're basically saying you know there's not really an opportunity for a woman to have more than a baby or two uh at that point um unless you know something something special happens there so um that's a few obvious points i, I know i'm i'm kind of dwelling on that but um i do think it's interesting um, the idea of singleness being a gift, you know, biblically speaking, is not a, a thing. Um, there's a gift of celibacy, uh, not of singleness. I think I think that's a there's there's been a leap made there by a lot of Christian teachers, like, oh, your singleness is a gift. You should be thankful for it, and 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 all of that. If if you don't have the gift of celibacy, if God has 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 made you as a man, somebody who desires to to be uh, sexually active, who desires who has those those desires? If you are tempted by pornography, for example, then you are not somebody who has the gift of celibacy, and therefore shouldn't be single. Um, you you should be looking for a biblical outlet for that uh, desire uh, that God's given you, and so you need to be married. Um, and so we need to stop pretending like that's a thing. That's not a thing. Um, your singleness is not a gift. It's a, it may be a phase of your life that God's placed you in a, a trial um, uh, and you need to be faithful um, to, to do it well, to play your part well in this time but it's not a, it's not a gift and you shouldn't be looking at it as a, as a place you want to stay um, so, uh, so kind of like in this, the same kind of fallacy the next one I want to move on to is this idea that, that, that you need to pre- be able to provide uh, for your wife and, and women you know, getting married is expensive and if you don't have a lot of money in the bank then you can't get married it's kind of a similar uh, fallacy, I think, to to the population overpopulation fallacy. Uh, it's the idea that a woman just costs you money. Um, well, no, I mean God didn't say uh, he, uh, Adam needed more responsibility, so God gave him a wife. He said he needed help, so he gave him a wife. So actually, a woman is is a net positive not a not a negative right and and i saw this you know i got married very young um my wife was 19 i was 21 uh on our wedding day she was almost 20 but um but i saw overnight i saw that my dollars all of a sudden got stretched much much further i as a stupid bachelor was spending way too much money on feeding myself um for example you know eating out or 
or buying pre-made stuff. And I, and I got married and all of a sudden, um, I had this beautiful bride who, um, who wanted to help me and wanted to help me stretch my, my shopping budget a lot further. And she did. And we had a more beautiful life, more, more, uh, lovely, tasty, uh, special meals on my little meager, um, income at that time. And, uh, and so, and so, um, so it's just a small example, but I think a woman comes alongside a man to help, not to become a cost. Um, if you think your college boy is uh, distracted, will be distracted by a woman, uh, by a wife, um, let me just tell you that he is so much more distracted right now without one, okay? Um, not being married, having this pent up sexual energy, um, and this desire to be married, it is a massive distraction and, um, and frustration. And, uh, the outlet that God's given us for that is, is marriage. And, uh, and he will be blessed immensely and he will be blessed. You know, I got through college because of my wife. I was, I was struggling with college. Um, I, I, I can blame it on a lot of different things. We were busy, um, with kids and a lot of other stuff going on, but um, but it was my wife who said, "Hey, I want I, you know I want I, I want you to get through this. I want to help you get through this. Let's do it. You can do it." Um, a lot of it was just a a um, you know, my wife was a inspiration for me. Um, there was a it wasn't just about me anymore. If it was just about me, it was like I don't care. It's not a big deal to me. But it was about my wife. It was about providing for her, providing for her kids. And all of a sudden, I had this new kind of inspiration to go out and take dominion and be uh, a be a man because I uh, had a wife and and I had kids. Um, so I think being married is an incredible motivation for men to stop screwing around and being uh, wasteful with their time and energy and focus and actually start doing something productive. Um, the word husband uh, means um, homebound uh, just literally the the actual word means homebound um, and so marriage ties a man down um, untethered men are a problem in society men uh, you look at gang violence and you look at uh, at, at the kind of trouble uh, that, that men who are not um, who are not tied down, who are not bound to a home cause in the world. And it's, it's a real, it's a real blessing for society to have men who are bound to a home, bound to a marriage. Um, so I do, I, I really believe that, that a woman, that children spur men on to continue to grow and to develop professionally. Um, and, and I think also just from the help standpoint, coming back to that, a wife helps a man discern his gifts, his strengths, his weaknesses. So I've talked about this on this channel a bunch. My career path is 100% a function of the, um, the hundreds and thousands of hours of conversation that my wife and I have had over the years about what am I good at? What am I not good at? Um, she knows me better than anybody in the world. She has skin in the game. It actually matters to her that I, that I make a wise choice here. Uh, it doesn't matter to anybody else. When a guy goes, what do you think I should do for, for a career? 
your parents want you to look good. They care about their reputation. They, they love you, um, and, they're, and they'll be honest with you. Your friends just want to be your friends and want to tell you something that you want to hear. Um, your grandma thinks you're amazing and thinks you can do anything. There's a lot of counselors that may be well-intentioned but don't really have, um, aren't necessarily going to have uh, great wisdom for you. Uh, but your wife does. Your wife is in it with you. And she wants you to have a great career because it matters to her. It's it's she's your partner. Um, you know, I think uh, it brings me to another point, um, and and that's that uh, that I think in the world's eyes, um, in the world's eyes, marriage is one plus one equals two, right? So when you get married, it's one individual. Uh, plus another individual and, and they're together two individuals and and um, and that sounds right like that's basic math one plus one equals two what's what's the problem well the problem is that that's not how the scripture speaks about marriage and um, and it's really a recipe for disaster if you have two individuals who want to have unique identities unique career paths unique goals um, uh, you're asking for a, a constant tug of war, a constant. I, I've just thought about the uh, the story of Samson where he ties the foxes' tails together. It's like, it's like that kind of thing. It's 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 a. You're asking for a, a, a very difficult life. Um, if it's and and this is why you shouldn't wait. Uh, the longer you wait, um, the longer um, the longer you have to sort of develop your own trajectory and identity and direction and and perspectives on the world and perspectives on child rearing and just perspectives on marriage you become um i think the longer you wait to get married it becomes harder and harder to find a a, a, um, a partner um, um the biblical idea is one plus one in marriage equals one uh, so you are one flesh a husband and wife are, ga- are are joined together and they become this new entity this one flesh and um, and so you know I've been married now for oh man pop quiz I've been married for 18 years um, I'm almost 40 you know um, and uh, and so basically most of my life it's it's most of my wife's life um uh, we've been married and and here in the next year or two this will be the case for both of us that we will have been married longer than we had not been married um and those and 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 i think that's a good thing i think i think um my wife and i became a team became a couple our identity became you know sort of fused uh very early on and so we've been since since we were kids basically we've been heading in the same direction together and um and and i think it's a it's a huge blessing Uh, um i think a lot of people are scared because of how um how um common um divorces today i think people are scared they're scared of that. They want to retain their independence and their and their um, autonomy, because, you know, let's be honest, we're probably getting divorced. Um, and so, and so, uh, you sort of go into this thing with this expectation that, well, like, I need to be prepared for when we divorce. Um, 
and I need to be able to provide for myself if I'm a woman. Um, and I just think it's a you're asking for this, you're inviting this tension into your life that that um, is not going to be a blessing. Um, another thought, just about just coming back to getting married early, we've talked about we kind of bounced all over, but talked about children um, and and child rearing. You know, this is the according to the Anglicans, this is the first and primary um, uh, purpose of marriage, and I think they're getting this from. The mission that God gives Adam and Eve in the garden is be fruitful and multiply and subdue the earth. Um, he's he's God's giving them a, a job to do. I've created you and now you have a job, and that job is to be fruitful and multiply. So you need to you need to procreate, um, and you need a helper for that. All the other animals have a helper for this, and and you too, Adam, need a helper. Um, children require energy. Uh, Raising kids is hard work, um, especially uh, young kids. Um, your sleep patterns get disrupted. Um, they are um, taxing uh, mentally and emotionally. Um, and and the older I get, the more you know. We just had our our seventh, and she's an infant. And I and I, I, I told my wife, this is this is a young man's game. I mean, this is not. This is not for older guys. This is this is it gets harder and harder as I get older and older, and I I've, I've got friends who who waited and had kids much later, and I can see it. It's like it's like they're haggard, man. I mean they're beat up. It's 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 rough. It's hard to do for both husband and wife, and it's a great blessing that God gave us this intense energy and you know peak of energy and and. Um, and sexual desire at the same time because it's it's the time when we're we're designed to to be fruitful and to raise kids so child rearing uh is not for the it's a young man young women's game and i and i uh and so waiting is uh you're you're um setting yourself up with with uh uh you're you're starting out the whole um child rearing thing on a, on your back foot because you're, you're already behind you're 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 tired um and uh and it's gonna be harder for you so yeah um you know i talked about husband being housebound um you know the central building block of society is the household uh, i talked about how being married having kids gives a man a purpose um and it ties him to a place. He's no longer a nomad, no longer a pirate, but he's actually tied to a home and a place. And uh, and this is how society, you know, is able to develop roots and 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 build. Um, you as a as a as a young man um, have now a stake in the future. Young men don't typically think a whole lot about the future. Um, and about a legacy, uh, but when you have kids, it just that switch flips in your head. Where you're like, actually, that matters. I need to be thinking about um, setting, you know, trying to bless my city and my and my community um, so that it will be a, a blessing to my kids. And um, and so uh, the home, the household, is the central building block of society. And uh, and without it, you don't have uh, society. And and so we need uh, we need more men early on when they have more energy and, and um, um, passion to to be thinking about the future um, 
And uh, I'm mentioning Elon Musk again just because it, it occurs to me that he's got five kids. I think it's five. And uh, and I don't look at Elon as some you know um, uh, role model. Uh, but but I think it's interesting that, that he's kind of obsessed with solving the big problems in the world. Um, and uh, and he's he's got a bunch of kids. Um, I don't know how early he was married, but he had to have been married pretty early to have that many kids. Um, so I'll stop there. Um, I hope that that's been helpful and compelling in some way. I, I didn't really structure that um, in a very um, in a very particular way. I just kind of have a had a bunch of points I wanted to try to make there. Um, the bottom line is that I, that I think um, if you've got a son who wants to get married. Um, and he is um, in college um, or, or in that age range, um, you shouldn't be holding him back. Um, he is doing what God's designed him to do. He wants a good thing. Um, and if God's given him that opportunity, um, you should encourage him to do that. A young man is supposed to leave his house and take a wife. Um, my, uh, um, you know, one of the, the problems, I think, in a lot of... Uh, our homes is is and in our society is we've tried to say well you don't need to be married you can date and you can fool around with girls and you can kind of have these casual relationships um uh but but just don't get married and uh and and what happens is you're offering young men some of the blessings uh, uh, of marriage um, without requiring them to be a man yet. So you're saying, uh, go ahead and, and enjoy that. Stay a boy. Don't worry about uh, about developing skill or developing uh, virtue. Um, just just have fun with girls without any consequences. Um, and, and I think that's the opposite of how we should be thinking about it. We should be thinking about it like, um, son, you've got this energy, you've got this desire. Go that let that be the engine that drives you to go out and become a man. Go out and, and, and become marriageable so you can go get a girl, so you can go get married. I want you to leave my house and become a man. That's a good thing. Um, and when we see it happen, dads need to be on the sideline cheering. Um, your son has also left your house. I think there's a I think there's a weird a weird dynamic where um, a son leaves his home, but but he's at college, and dad's still paying for it, and so it so it's like, well, I'm still paying for it, so I get some kind of control over you. Um, I don't know if this is the wisest way necessarily, but when I left the home uh, to go to college, my dad gave me my college account and said, "It's yours. Hope you spend it well. Um, good luck." <laughs> you know, like. It was basically go be a man, uh, go figure out how to be a man, and here's a pile of money that we saved up for you to go to college. Um, you know, I I burned through that money pretty quickly. I burned through it in like my first two years, uh, and then I got married after my second year, and so I spent the last couple years of college uh, having to figure out how to provide for myself and pay for my college, and and also pay for our family. My wife was finishing college as well, so. Um, that wasn't a, a burden. That wasn't a an anchor that kept me from being uh, successful in school or in in my career. Um, it was 
it was really the engine that drove me to grow up a lot faster than I would have uh, without it. And so I'd like to encourage dads, turn these kids loose. You shouldn't be, when your son has left the house, you shouldn't be calling the shots anymore. Um, he needs to be a man. And if he sees a woman that he wants to marry, um, he needs to marry her. And you need to be, you need to be in his corner cheering for him, proud of him, excited about it. It's also really unhealthy dynamic uh, to start a marriage, start a relationship with a, a young man who who still is taking orders from his dad. Um, that's not a good dynamic. It's not a good look. And, and I think if you're a dad who's doing that, you're putting him in a very awkward position because he wants to honor you. He's supposed to honor you. Um, uh, but, he, but he also probably needs to disobey you on this. He kind of needs to defy you on this. Um, and that's a tough, that's a tough tightrope you're asking him to walk. And I, I don't think that's, uh, I don't think that's right. And, and I, I don't think uh, dads should put this burden on their kids, on their, on their young men, on their sons. They need to send them out and say, hey, man, go, go be a man. You've got this. I'm in your corner. Don't be an idiot. Don't be a fool. Come talk to me if you need help with anything. But uh, you've got this, right? Um, and, not, and not try to control them. Um, and, uh, and really this should start long before they've left the home. And this is a challenge for me. I've got three teenagers and I'm getting that phase where I really want to, uh, govern their every step. And, um, I'm realizing that I, I need to back off. Uh, one of the thoughts that's occurred to me over and over recently, and it was from, I think my conversation with, with Rich Lusk, uh, on about wisdom is that our God is not a helicopter parent. Um, and that's uh, that's convicting to me at some level, right? Because it's you sort of have to be a helicopter parent at some level with your little ones. You you know, the, the pattern should be lots and lots of structure, lots and lots of discipline when they're young. And that slowly gets lifted as they get older. And um, and at some point, you're, you're needing them to... You're, you need them to develop wisdom and uh, you have limits as a human being in how much wisdom you can impart on your children. Um, God's designed the world in such a way that that most of us learn wisdom through hard knocks. You know, we get we fall on our butts, uh, we skin our knees, um, we embarrass ourselves, stick our foots in our mouth. And those are the those are the experiences that God has ordained to teach us wisdom. And so, uh, and so as a dad, if you're still controlling your son um, after he's left the home and is in college, um, you're, you're like four or five years late on turning him loose and letting him start to make his own decisions and become a man. So stop, stop doing that. <laughs> if, you're, if you're one of those dads, back off, let your son become a man. Um, and if he wants to get married, he's, uh, he's onto something. That's a good thing. He should go ahead and do that. Um, it'll be a blessing for him. So anyway, I'll stop. Thanks for tuning in and, uh, have a great rest of your day. Cheers.